This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing great. Doing great. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I want to say, uh, before we introduce our guest, uh, thanks to everybody who subscribed to the Patreon. We're at, we're at 100 now. We're over 100. Yeah. So we're going to do a uh, live only for patrons uh battle of the bands we're gonna bring on some fan favorites and uh they're gonna battle it out just like we do at the live shows and it'll be private just for patreon people it's not too late for you to get on there i think i I, we briefly mentioned it on the thing i think we should do it next week so we have time to to schedule and shit like that that's just a thought and so that people have time to subscribe now but that's just a thought we'll we'll figure it out after but uh it's coming one way or another and so get in there it's three dollars a dang old month um yeah we'll we'll see well it's gonna happen and it's gonna be fun as hell so you don't (laughs) want to miss it baby uh but without further ado i think we got to introduce this guest because we got a barn burner of a guest this week people we got indiana's own brent terhoon how are you brent Good guys, I'm glad that I, you know, that you guys are sending out uh, signed drumsticks to all your patrons. I don't know if you guys mentioned that at the top, but uh, yes, chicken drumsticks. Uh, <laughs> we are sending them out signed in Sharpie. I meant the ice cream. So. <laughs> That'd be very hard to sign. We're gonna do both. It's gonna be very confusing and messy and disgusting by the time it comes to your home. Oh, yeah. But we will sign it, um, and that will be of value for you. Uh, how are you, bro? Are you in Indiana right now? Yes, sir. I, the, my Zoom background says I'm at a U2 concert, but ah. uh, I'm in uh, Indiana currently. Hell yeah. That looked like it was the audience at one of your live shows there, Brent. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. It, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not Bono behind me. I can't see him. But, uh, <laughs> it's just you. That's actually that would me. Be a real power move. Oh, that's yeah. just uh, that's just a selfie I took at one of my shows. Uh, if, I, if I move my head, that's me. Yeah, I caught the band uh, using my photos. I was like, guys, please stop. <laughs> Hell yeah! I don't know why it's so dark in here, but you know what? That's all right. I'll be a man in, of mystery. You guys can barely see me. This is kooky. But uh, have you? You were just at the comedy attic, right? I was just at the comedy attic with the. Uh, Matt, I've never performed with a mask on before, so that was uh, that was actually the first time I had put on a mask in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> oh no! So, yeah, oh, no. I know it's really crazy. No, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm willing to sacrifice for my art. So, <laughs> but yeah, I was just at the comedy attic. Good time. Yeah, and you it, missed it, people. The listener, you missed it, man. You missed it. You uh, this is actually behind me is a picture of the comedy attic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they did some big structural changes. <laughs> yeah, 100,000 people. We packed them tight, but we were socially distanced. So, you know, that's what matters. They tore the roof out of uh, the building. <laughs> Very dangerous. And we are the only show that does reverse plugs where we have you promote things you already did. And it's mm-hmm. mostly you just, we just have you brag um, with a show that allows that. Uh, if you, if you're, if you weren't there, you missed it. You're an idiot. Um, yeah. You're stupid. And there's, there's never footage. I will, I will never release it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my promise i'll never release anything the comedy attic tapes that'll be something you only read about on reddit and alan dershowitz is like i wish you would release those tapes i was in the crowd <laughs> alan dershowitz was there dancing <laughs> uh that's a different guy but uh fun to say um anyway we are uh here to talk about you two today yeah now you guys have previously done an episode on YouTube, right? I don't think we have, have we? No, I don't. I don't think they might have been on a live show once, but we we decided to come up with a caveat because we sometimes people yell at us when the band we pick is too good. Yes, and I, yeah. even though even though there's you know '90s YouTube is definitely controversial with the uh, you know uh, pop and uh, yeah and Zeropa, but we decided to go post 2000 because I think that's the era we know the most, anyways. Yeah, um, well, except for yeah. And there was a great thing that happened where, you know, I, I came to Brent with, I, I asked Brent, uh, who we'd like to defend. He gave us a nice little list here and, uh, me and Tommy discussed it and we, we decided, of course, what we just said, which is that post 2000 to you two. And, uh, you know, I, I came stumbling to, to Brent's door trembling. <laughs> I hope he, I hope he takes this and, uh, please poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh at, at first his face looked angry and that he was going to strike me and then a grin flashed upon his, his i said come here you son of a bitch <laughs> this guy uh, i didn't make it easy on you guys because i did choose the beatles led zeppelin pink floyd <laughs> all these shitty bands <laughs> It was easy. What's funny, Brent, is so many people do send us shit like that, and you did give us uh, some good ones here. But I, we thought this would be the most fun one. And what I loved is when I gave you a post two thousand U two. You said, "I know new U two better than old." By Perfect. Way. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, ideal." And I feel, I, I, I was like that for a long time, and then I. Most of my knowledge from this band comes from listening to Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott podcast, which is another reason we didn't do YouTube for a while because there was an entire uh, there was an entire podcast dedicated to the to the full catalog of YouTube that was also a comedy podcast. So it wasn't it all- called You Talking YouTube to me, right? It That's is, what it yeah. was. And Not as good right. as this show, by the way, but uh, yeah. I mean that show sucks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it had a T-shirt that I drove to New York in that was uh, based on that shirt on that uh, podcast, but it honestly sucks in retrospect. <laughs> and this show is much better. Um, but yeah, I, I got into more of their older stuff after listening to that, but I was in the same boat where I loved all the post stuff. And what is, yeah. What is your history with this band? Are you talking you two to me? I am. <laughs> okay. And we should name this episode that so that we uh, for sure don't get any kind of shit from comedy podcast fans. You got to piggyback <laughs> off something that's already popular, you know? So that's why that's why this my podcast episode. is called WTF. <laughs> 
Well, I, we just spell it different. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about finding the fridge from the Bears team. <laughs> uh, my my initial um, introduction to YouTube probably would have been like the classic rock station in Indianapolis, but more so. I remember it was like 2004 because it was the uh, How Did a dis- Dismantle an Atomic Bomb album. My computer teacher, uh, Mr. McManamaw, uh, shout out. He's not listening. but uh, Get him in he, there. McManamaw, get on the Patreon, you greedy <laughs> fuck. They're sending out drumsticks. <laughs> um, but he, he, he taught computers, so it was like typing, but then also like um, – all the Microsoft PowerPoint stuff. And like, he would play music during like, you know, if we were doing a lesson, you know, you could play music. So that's where he played like the jingle cats. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the jingle cats, but I it's another jingle cat. It's essentially a whole album of cats meows set to Christmas music. So it would be like, <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Like he, no, I think I have heard the jingle. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know that it's a band. It's just, you know, uh, they're probably yeah, they're, all dead now. Non-Christmas stuff sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're a gimmick band. But uh, then I remember one time he just, it was dead silent, and he goes, all right, I'm going to play a song. And he played Vertigo from How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. Just played that song, and then it went back to silence. She's like, I just wanted to hear that real quick. So he was a big U2 fan, uh, and that's how I started listening to them was in computer class. I think we should, uh, should play out this memory. Um, so I'm going to play... A little of the first thing you were just talking about. A little of Jingle Cats? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, pretty good lick. I got to skip forward, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And if you're trying to get a lady in the mood, <laughs> you throw on the jingle cats. It's so crazy because we all we always have a problem on this show where we're trying to play a song and the intro's way too long. And you'd think with the fucking jingle cats they would get to the point. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't need the ambient intro. You know, a lot of people could say the same thing about this very podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about YouTube, but let's take a break to listen to some <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's not even one song. That's a literal whole album that you can listen to. <laughs> yeah, as you far can as the whole thing, and we will throughout the episode. We're gonna <laughs> do po- post two thousands Jingle Cats. Will be our next episode. <laughs> they got too political. <laughs> uh, so then, Mister McManamaw goes, "All right, you know, kids. I know we're in the Christmas spirit now, but we got to hear one of the best Christmas songs of all time." <laughs>
There it is. We know it. We love it. Vertigo. You two played this when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005. Pretty important song, huh? So, yeah, I, yeah go ahead, Brent. I was going to say, I, you know, I, I like you two. Obviously, I chose this band, but I do like when South Park portrays Bono. <laughs> it's always this, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it's just this song, which I find hilarious. It is very funny. I was going to bring South Park up because there, there was a big turn on this band, and that uh, it's when you search "you two sucks" on Twitter. It is you get a million results because people do hate them and they hate them with a passion. And I was thinking about that because I was like, I remember when I first got into U2, it was just stuff that I was hearing on the radio, but it was beautiful day. I thought it was great. Uh, And I was like, why do people hate them so much? When did it happen? And I think there were two key moments that really shifted the narrative on U2 and one of them is South Park making fun of Bono because it's the kiss of death when you have you, you see Bono jumping around like that, and he—it's the turd thing, right? Where he has the big, uh, the big poop that. Isn't yeah, it, yeah, I think he turns out to be the world's biggest turd. Yes. Is that's Bono? I guess I, yeah. I, it's been a while since I've seen that episode. I'm pretty but. sure that's it. That uh, it turns out he is the record of uh, shit or something like that. It's one of the stupidest episodes they have, but it's uh, I remember liking it quite a bit. And that sort of thing, especially when you're in your formative years, you go, oh, yeah, that band sucks because that guy's a douche or whatever. Like, that's what everybody says. And that's what it. I think they called him a douche on South Park or something like that. And that sort of stuff just sticks over time. And the other thing, uh, I'm sure you guys remember this, and it's shocking that this would turn people against a band so harshly. But of course, I am talking about the, I, I believe, 2014 uh, Apple collab with U2, where everybody got a free album. The, the yeah. new U2 album came just a lo- Songs oh, of Innocence. Was yes, the- Songs of Innocence loaded onto everybody's phones overnight. They woke up to a free album. And boy, were they pissed off about it. People are so mad. And if you search YouTube right now, every there's every single hour, there's a joke being made about that happening. <laughs> I think uh, recently that was like an anniversary, like within the past week or so. It, it was, was like, oh, that it happened. Oh, OK, OK. It was September 9th, 20, 2014, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was relatively recently, yes. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like I I've you know, I do like the band, but if I didn't like the band, I wouldn't be upset at free music, but it's also one thing where it just showed up on your phone where it's like, oh, if they could just put an album on my phone, you know, that's there are these nudes that are on my phone too, honey. I swear <laughs> it was Tim Apple. <laughs> <laughs> nudes on it yeah but it's also just kind of an invasion of privacy if it was one thing where it was just like do you want this album yes and that you know mm-hmm. you hit yes or no then nobody would have cared true i was thinking about this because what's funny is uh one of the tweets that i read was like can you believe you two paid apple to put their thing it's like that is not what happened uh, <laughs> no. apple gave you two a pretty penny i think it was like a hundred million dollars or something like that or apple paid that much to have that happen and you know if if 
you two had gone we're putting out a new album and guess what it's free or even a dollar like you go you know what it's 50 cents or a dollar or whatever we're gonna do that for our fans radiohead did something like that where uh in rainbows you could pay what you wanted for it and i loved that and i you know i gave him 10 bucks and i was like this is great i don't have to go anywhere I just download it on my computer it was the first time i'd seen anything like that and i loved it if you two had done something like that people would have been like that is such a cool thing they did but because it was given away to them they go this sucks and they were so they just immediately hated it and i think it just shows the value of having to pay for something where i think that album would have gotten a more fair shake if people had to pay for it or if they had to seek it out or it was just you heard it on the radio i do think you're right though that people don't like the invasion of privacy thing but it is funny that like our phones do that shit all the time they're just updating and all this stuff and we it it is a funny move to slip this thing in that they thought they thought was going to be awesome (laughs) well i think also if it had happened 10 years earlier and it was how to dismantle an atomic bomb instead of songs of innocence. And it was in a pre Spotify age. It would have been totally different because back then when everyone was paying for music on iTunes, free music meant way more. Whereas by 2014, I feel like everyone, everything was $10 a month or free. So it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't even use Apple music. Why is there this album that got a 4.6 on pitchfork (laughs) that I have to listen to now? And it's frustrating because uh, for iPhone users out there, you know uh, how annoying this is. When I was had a uh, when I rented a car in LA, and I would plug my iPhone in uh, to the to the car to play whatever podcast I want to, it would automatically play whatever I had on Apple. And I don't own a lot on Apple anymore. Exactly, yeah. Just play the same thing over and over again. It would piss me. It made me hate Hannibal Burris because I I owned a, a Hannibal Burris's first album, and every day the same track would start. And I'd be like, God damn it! I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I hate him because he brought down my friend Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like the guy. But. <laughs> isolate it (laughs) (laughs) me (laughs) it is weird that it was a a deal with apple because i don't know and i know like you two had done like apple commercials but to me there's no like band that's more synonymous with apple minus the commercials than you two because there's that level of pretentiousness (laughs) that goes with apple products which i use and also like you too so i'm that person that i already hate (laughs) I actually had the U2 iPod. Um, yeah. Did you, did you guys know the U2 iPod? It was the black and red one. So it had, um, it came preloaded with like all of their songs and no one was mad about that because I guess what well, you wanted the U2 iPod. <laughs> but, uh, but it also had their like signatures like engraved on the back. Uh, it was like so silly that I had it as like a 12 year old. Um, but I was very into it. And I was, I was Googling the U2 iPod um, and I found out that now they've become this huge collector's item because there aren't that many of them. And uh, like an unopened one sold for $90,000. What? Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. That's more money than I spend on anything. <laughs> that costs almost as much as my car. That costs almost <laughs> as much as our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember I had that for, I think the first ipod or close to it this the one that's like literally a a deck of cards like that size and i and i i use literally incorrectly there but uh (laughs) but it's a deck of cards and i just remember like you said tommy like being a 12 year old walking around with four hundred dollars in your pocket like that's (laughs) 
Yeah. Just this device is $400 and I'm walking around drinking stuff over it and eating over it. And it's mm-hmm. the dumbest thing ever to give somebody like that much money. But I yeah. did use it as a plate and I think that <laughs> I would, I would, uh, microwave things on top of it. Um, they didn't make it microwave safe till uh, Android products did it. <laughs> well, they had the UPIC 2 iPod from Panera that they did, <laughs> uh, which was actually a terrible investment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think you made a great point though, Tommy, about the fact that Sp- if Spotify didn't exist, that's so funny that it was yeah. already around. It was so easy to get music mm-hmm. and if you wanted it, you could get it. Um, I think we should listen to Jared's voicemail, but before we do that, we got to take a quick break. We will be right back with more Stand By Your Band. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we're back with some more Stand By Your Band. We got to go to our regular segment on this show. Uh, For those of you who are new, we do a segment we call They Went to Jared, where we hear from our friend and foe of the podcast, Jared Thompson, our resident snob uh, who hates most of the music we talk about on this show. And uh, he likes to give us his peace of mind. Let's hear a little bit from Jared Thompson. What's up, y'all? It's this week's They Went to Jared. The boys are going to have Brent Hune on defending post-2000 U2. Um, let me just first say that, like, I'm a pretty average U2 fan. Like, I think I probably love the stuff that everyone loves and don't care that much about the stuff that everyone doesn't care that much about. So um, I think that probably, like, overall in history, they're probably slightly overrated in general. And I would say that this time frame, you know, certainly needs to be uh, defended because it's not good. Um, I know that the two things that people will probably talk about, of course, the number one thing is that the, the, is that that weird album uh, ended up on everybody's iTunes. And then I feel like the, the strange thing is that, that, uh, all we have left to leave behind or whatever it's called one best album. And I think that we sort of have talked about stuff like this uh, qu- quite a bit over the years where I think that that album, one album of the year, just because two, two things, one, uh, there's just not very many great bands uh, anymore. Uh, sort of what I call the Foo Fighters uh, theory. And then two, I think that at that time frame, I don't think that like, racist white grammy voters were ready to admit that like rap and hip-hop were going to win best album you know most of the time and so i think sort of like when steely dan won best album i kind of feel like that 
this was the same sort of thing. I'm sure there's people out there that think that that album is really good, but it's just bland to me. It's just very pr- produced sounding plastic, just not great. I do know that they're a great live band and even now, and I'm sure even some of those songs from that out al- from those albums are good live. But anyway, uh, Brent, it was great to see you here a couple weeks ago. Um, and I love you guys. I'll talk, talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you, Jared. And again, if you missed it a couple weeks ago, you can't, you're never going to see it. So give up, loser. <laughs> Stop trying. <laughs> We're trying to find it. It's not there. Uh, what do you have to say to uh, the words of Jared there? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with it. Like, I, I realize that you two is, uh, I don't, I think they're not overrated. I think they're probably rated right where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, and I, I was just thinking when, when Jerry was talking, I think the way people perceive the band as far as, you know, Bono is the band, you know, there's more to it than that, but you just look at Bono and you're like, man, I hate this guy, mm-hmm. you know, like he just looks pretentious and I, I would ha- like to see who was up for that Grammy that year. Cause I, I should pull that up, but, uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't really disagree with much that Jared said. Even, but I still like this band. That's the thing. <laughs> well, the sunglasses with Bono thing is interesting because I, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that he had glaucoma, and that's why he's always wearing sunglasses because it just makes him seem like an asshole. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there is a reason for it. But I will also say, he doesn't have to wear the sunglasses that he wears. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> like he's not getting prescribed the ones that he's wearing. I would say. <laughs> But he's yeah, a rock star, baby. That's true. When you're, yeah, they're always like blue or gray yeah. tint to yeah. these glasses. Uh, yeah, there's no utility to those glasses. No. It's all <laughs> fashion. And it just, you know, I don't know. You hear him talk. Like, I get why people don't like Bono because in some ways I'm like, that guy's kind of a douche. But I also like his level of talent and the music they make is not, does not exist. It exceeds the douchiness. Yeah. You know, yeah, where yes. I'm like, okay, you could be that douchey. I'm fine with that. I think maybe the whole thing is medical. He's like, these leather pants are prescription. <laughs> uh, by the way, I wanted, I meant to ask this earlier, but what do you think would make you the angriest if uh, it just appeared on your phone one day? Like if Apple chose to to just update your phone and it put something on there that wasn't there before, what would really irk you? Hmm. I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I've never had that happen because I tend to not download stuff that I hate, you know? (laughs) Sure. sure. Um, A flip. I I just thought of is if they put all of my voice memos on everyone else's phone, (laughs) like every bad set I ever recorded, every like (laughs) idea I said into my phone, that would be the greatest nightmare of all time. I think for me, it would be a picture of my stepdad uh, and his, he's playing his wiener like a guitar. I think that that would probably piss me off more than anything. Oh, check your email. Oh, no. <laughs> my, mine would be a picture of my dead brother. Thanks for bringing him up. <laughs> Playing oh, Tom. Tom's stepdad's wiener. <laughs> and in my head, it's not circumcised. <laughs> I know that affects the sound. That's true. The acoustics are way <laughs> off. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that's why they invented circumcision. 
<laughs> oh man yeah either that or uh the newest pitbull album one of those two it really <laughs> me off. and it, what, do you guys remember was it hard to delete that album off the phone i don't remember i guess i when i was reading about it today to do a little research they said that they had to like send out like a video like explaining to everyone how to delete the album yeah that's phone. worse it's, yeah. it's one thing if you could just be like delete like there's a yeah. literal delete button but mm-hmm. it's like if i have to cancel my subscription with you and i have to call you instead of just do it on yeah. the on the internet now i hate you even more <laughs> it's like a gym or, membership yeah yeah we are doing that with this podcast and once you subscribe you're fucked it's, it's gonna autoplay the second it downloads <laughs> whether and i put it up in the middle of the night um <laughs> it connects to any bluetooth speaker and in, in like a mile radius yep. it doesn't have to be yours yeah Damn, that's a good idea hey hey our tech guy get on it Okay. We should play. Um, let's play the song from Songs of Innocence that was on the playlist. Just since we were talking about it for a while, uh, it was "Raised by Wolves." Was that yeah. one? Let's hear "Raised by Wolves." Here we go. by wolves you guys think that's true <laughs> that he was raised by wolves i don't think that's what he's even implying what <laughs> i think the song i guess the song is about a car bombing in dublin in the 70s <laughs> unless those wolves also wore leather pants <laughs> <laughs> they were seeing eye wolves that turned uh, bad <laughs> seeing i werewolves <laughs> now we got a band name <laughs> now we, i mean we gotta start that the seeing now, i werewolves <laughs> is you two a band that you guys would normally listen to i would go to the hits like i i like uh like i said i i stand by beautiful day being just a great great song and i will just throw that on every once in a while uh, where the streets have no names is great. Um, what else? Yeah, I don't really go to them though. I, I yeah. don't. Uh, I don't put them on regularly. There's not a ton of songs that I'm like, that's the one that uh, I want to hear today. But with or without you, and Sunday uh, Bloody Sunday, probably uh, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
do you do you listen to this band, Tommy? So this, um, my parents were huge U2 fans. So this was my first concert was U2 uh, at the United Center in Chicago. And it was 2001, so Elevation Tour. So right after that album. And it was like, I mean, first concert, it was a school night. So I was like so excited. I was like going out on school. And it was like one of the coolest. It like totally blew my mind. So love like forever have a place in my heart because of that. Um, I don't actually listen to them that much anymore at all, really. I, I, there was a night um, when I was, we were drinking beers on Tom's roof. Uh, I don't remember when this was, but uh, at some point, and I just had this urge at like three in the morning, I had the ox cord and I was like, I'm going to put on Walk On by you <laughs> 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 two to mixed reception. But <laughs> every once in a while, I do like to hear those songs. Yeah, but, this is not one of those bands where you're like, let's get this party started. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other song that I forgot that I, I also will throw on sometimes, even though it is not one that I think anybody likes, um, but Stuck in a Moment. Uh, oh, I yeah. Really, I really like it. it uh, I remember the video very clearly, and it resonated with me as somebody who uh, had bad luck in sports as a as a young man. And uh, the whole video is uh, this, this guy missing a, a kick to win a game. And uh, it's great. It's a uh, and it's. I just really like it. Uh, but yeah, do you do you put them on a lot, Brent? Yeah, I do. And this this album, the one that was you know everybody hates because it was free, is probably my favorite one. Wow. Yeah, and like more so like these you know raised by wolves and all these tracks. There's the regular album, but I'd noticed and I've not heard all the like bonus songs or remixes and stuff for the most part, what I've found is like all those versions are also good, but mm-hmm. I also like the band anyway. So if you don't already like it, you're, you're probably not going to like it, but uh, just the, the extra stuff. Cause this is like, I actually, before it was on streaming, I paid for the extra like acoustic versions <laughs> of these. You're the only one in the world who paid for this album. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You ordered that album. <laughs> yeah. I got a thank you email from the edge. So. The personally written out, you could tell. Bono, Bono couldn't take the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the the other reason I think people don't like because the, there's two guys in the band whose names aren't their names. Yes, Bono, yes. and then uh, which is bad enough, and then the Edge. Yes, <laughs> not Edge. <laughs> and I read, and I could I couldn't tell if this was a joke. I was reading it too fast. Some I just have a gift. I read too fast. <laughs> I don't retain anything, but uh, boy, do my eyes move around fast. But I read this thing that they called him the edge because of his nose, which feels racist or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's, it doesn't seem right or bullying. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Um, well, it's also weird because you could see like somebody having that name and in, in a movie when you're a kid and be like, that's a cool nickname. Yes. Like, that's not like a name. You're like, look at this. Look at, look at beak over there. Like <laughs> that's a name you would give somebody if you're making fun of them, but not the edge, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Well, do you know the, the Bono origin where that name comes from? Uh, I don't. I probably so this, do, but forgot. It'll make you not. It'll make you like him less. Uh, because <laughs> please more. Because <laughs> it's from uh, Bonavox. It's a Bonavox is the uh, Latin that it comes from, and it means good voice. Oh god, which sucks, you know, for a singer to be like, my name is Good Voice Guy. <laughs> I got that good voice. <laughs> That's and, like if your Twitter handles at Funny Comedian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, who got that? That's <laughs> you know they gotta have a ton of followers. <laughs> the 
it's in the name. Uh, and I want to say, I, I don't think we should say anything more against Bono because this is a pro Bono. Uh, got him. <laughs> God is ass. That sucks. Um, let's hear another song because I have a quiz I want us to, I want uh, Brent to do. Uh, but I want to, I want to get through uh, at least half the songs before I start that up. Should we do Beautiful Day since we were just talking about. Uh... Simply bust. Yeah. I think we got to hear Beautiful Day. Let's hear Beautiful Day. Which was just on Obama's playlist. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. They got roasted. <laughs> <laughs> got a good voice <laughs> he's right <laughs> he earned it uh, uh yeah i i love that song. i i want to say that that's that's the first u2 song i remember hearing and i thought it was cool immediately i was like that's that song gets me <laughs> it is a beautiful day uh yeah I, I love that one it is so emblematic of that time too like you know it came out pretty soon after 9-11 and i feel like this is like the music i associate with that era more than any like especially that song and walk on are like so that brings me back to i get stuck in that moment to to give that <laughs> shout out but truly it's like that is exactly i'm 11 years old hearing that shit and like totally brings me back there it's that weird thing where like they I, you know, I wasn't into politics back then, but I remember that like Bonnet would be like, we got to work with Bush to like, cause of nine 11 or whatever. And you're like, but you're also a rock star. You shouldn't want to do that either. You know, like <laughs> politics, but also when, when you're listening to that song and I listened to it earlier that the backing vocals on that song, I really like whether that's actually the edge singing, you mm-hmm. know, backing vocals or it's in post, but I've also heard them in concert too. And I'm like, Oh, this is, they're good live too. Yeah. I'm a guy that can really appreciate some, some backing vocals. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Stipe of REM uh, said uh, he loves the song and it makes him angry that he didn't write it. That's so weird. Cause it doesn't sound like REM at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not like oh REM was this close to having that song like it yeah he wrote it was uh it was a beautiful and then he couldn't get the last <laughs> beautiful <laughs> night um, <laughs> it was a beautiful twenty four hour period <laughs> if they added if they would have added in the neighborhood <laughs> they would have had a children's show on their hands. <laughs> They were playing a dangerous game. 
Uh, I watched this, rewatched this music video today. Did, have you guys seen it recently? Not, Not recently, no yeah. Yeah, but I do it's, remember it. I remember the plane going over him. Like I, it's yeah, it's it's cool as hell. Which I, uh, I I've seen it though. I, I don't know. It, it made me miss VH1, mm. not MTV, but VH1, where they would play this kind of stuff. Yeah. But then you also look back and you're like, man, it's weird how like nothing really sticks out is like that 2000s era, but everything about it was very 2000s. Mm-hmm. And like Bono's just walking around an airport being an asshole, like <laughs> grabbing an apple out of a lady's hand and riding on the carousel. And then, oh, you know, yeah. this was pre 9-11. This song came out after 9-11. You couldn't do any of this shit. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I'm but, watching it now. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's swinging on the escalator. <laughs> Everyone's like just trying to make that's it right, through the it, flight. It did come out, like, it came out in 2000. So they yes, might yeah, yeah. nuts during that, but it played a bunch after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I, I forgot because I, I read this earlier that they were, what the original title for the album, I don't know if you saw this, was uh, U2000, uh, <laughs> which would have sucked so much. So Literally, that was going to be that. It was going to be, yeah, U2000. Oh, no. That's the original title of the project. That's like Willennium of yes. rock and roll. <laughs> I was about to say, they did a bunch of those albums. There was Willennium, Millennium. That might have been the only two, but I think a lot of people. <laughs> Still a bunch. <laughs> hey, two's a bunch. <laughs> uh, let's, um, let's do this quiz. I found a quiz that uh, I think is. I, I, I thought it was funny because it's like, it's the quiz is which YouTube band member are you? Because like, <laughs> it's like they're a boy band or something. <laughs> like, if you don't get Bono or the Edge, you're probably pretty pissed. If you just get... put my stocking hat over my headphones so we know <laughs> which one I am. Uh, all right. So here's the questions. Uh, there's 11 of them. We'll go one at a time here, Brent. <clears throat> First question. You are walking down a hallway of a school when you see a sign-up sheet for a band. You are the one who wrote the sign, have been practicing for years uh, for an opportunity like this. You sign up immediately. I should number these. The third one is, have you been uh, have been in a marching band before, so you sign up. Four, have no experience, but you sign up anyways. Uh, number two, practicing, but not like in a band yet. Okay. Uh, question number two, your band needs a place to practice. You one offer to have it at your house Two, say, no way your siblings would ruin everything for you. Three. Don't say anything. Uh, number one, we're, we're going to hang out at my house and eat some Totino's pizzas. Hell yeah. Uh, number three, you are asked to be a singer for the band. You one, sing your heart out Two, say that you have a horrible voice and can't possibly sing. Three, sing, but the other members say you are not a good singer, so you stop. Four, would rather do something else, so you don't. <laughs> That's an odd choice. Uh, number three, I would sing, but I'm not good. That one feels like it's the edge. or so. I don't know who <laughs> that they're trying to insult here. <laughs> it's definitely that one's not the one that's Bono. Uh, number four, you are asked what you want to do. You say, I want to, one, I want to do vocals. Two, I want to play bass. Three, I want to play the drums. Four, I want to play electric guitar. This is- <laughs> I wonder how this how they figured this one in. Uh, I'm going to go with number four. Guitar. All right, electric guitar. 
five. Wait till you hear the last question. Uh, <laughs> number five is uh, your band is thinking about having everyone uh, have stage names. You, one, say you think it's a good name in your <laughs> mind already knowing what you want to be. Uh, two, say you think it is a horrible idea and refuse to use one. This is poorly. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's get some stage names. I'm going to be the Gooch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> because you got that big Gooch, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been known from coast to coast uh, for my big Gooch. I got that big Gooch energy. It's a beautiful Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, your eye color is, I love that they only give two options, blue or brown. That's a, and your, your eye color is Bono or Larry Mullen Jr. Uh, blue. All right. Blue. Uh, number seven, do you wear glasses? Uh, one, no, but I wear a hat. Two. <laughs> is that really what it says? <laughs> Two is yes, I always wear them so I can see. Three is never, and four is yes, I wear sunglasses no matter if it is sunny or not. It's uh, number one. A child would write a, a U two quiz. I I like that you can't wear both glasses and a hat either. Yeah, That's yeah. forbidden. <laughs> Uh, what do you got here, Brett? Oh, number one. Uh, oh, I wear a hat. Okay. A hat, yes. Number eight. You are a class clown. One, of course. What else could I be? A turkey? Uh, two, never have been, never will be. I'm brooding and serious. Let's go at number one. I'm a, I'll be a turkey. I don't know. That's no, number one. Not a turkey. I guess implying that the second answer would make you a turkey because... Somebody's got. I'm be- nobody's turkey. I've said that for years. <laughs> that is your catchphrase. And uh, <laughs> if you want to buy a shirt that says "I'm nobody's turkey" uh, and it's a hand turkey with Brent as the head, um, <laughs> you go to his website. No, actually, go to our website. We'll be selling those. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> That's right. That's it was said on our show, so it's our uh, our. <laughs> <concept>. <laughs> uh, number nine. You are a rebel. True or false? True. Through and through. Uh, number 10, you can play piano. Yes or no? No. Okay. Now, this is the final question. And this is a tough one. Uh, which U2 member is your favorite? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then in parentheses, it says no effect. Yeah, I'm sure, oh that's God. why we're asking this question. Because it has no effect on it. Let's go with The Edge. (laughs) It gives you the option also. It gives all four of the band members. And then it also gives a fifth option of I don't know slash (laughs) care. Which is why you've gotten to question 11 on this quiz. (laughs) You you said The Edge, correct? Uh, Yes. So I'm submitting the answer. Let's see what we got. You are the edge. Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to think that last one was not no effect. <laughs> like they designed the algorithm. Like they, they typed in the web code <laughs> to specifically make this one not affect. There's no chance it didn't have an effect. <laughs> uh, it says the edge is one of the guitarists for the YouTube band. He is married to Morley Steinberg, one of the belly dancers for the Zoo TV tour. He is always wearing a hat. I think that's the answer that got to the edge. <laughs> I would like to see that quiz with other bands. Oh yeah! Like, are you guys familiar with the guitarist Buckethead? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like 
Are you willing to wear a bucket on your head? <laughs> do you wear glasses? No, but I have a bucket head. <laughs> <laughs> Never, but I do have a bucket head. <laughs> that was like a, the YouTube version of the game Guess Who. <laughs> Uh, all right, we will be right back with more Stand By Your Band. We'll take a quick break. All right, we're back with more Stand By Your Band. Uh, I don't know what you fellas were giggling about while I was gone, but I don't like that sort of shit. <laughs> silent while I'm away from the, the headphones. Um, we have some more songs to play here from... Uh, oh, what is happening here? Uh, from you too. They're called you too. Oh yeah, you too. <laughs> uh, we have a couple more songs from the band U2 to play on the show uh, and let's go with uh, No Line on the Horizon next this is uh, No Line on the Horizon <laughs> I like that song. I had never heard that song before today. Did Brent uh, disappear? Yeah, Brent's gone. He's not part of the podcast anymore. There's no no Brent on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're taking another quick break here. I don't I wonder where. where <laughs> well, no that. line on the horizon is what uh, I said when I gave up cocaine. Huh? <laughs> um, you gave up cocaine? Congrats, man. <laughs> yeah. As of this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you ready to start back up this year? <laughs> uh, I wonder where old Brent Aaron went. Um, let me message. Oh, he said he had a computer problem. Well, uh, that's too bad for old Brent. Uh, apparently, the government found out about that stuff on his phone. That he was talking about. You'd think maybe he wasn't paying enough attention in class with Mr. McManamaw <laughs> during his old computer class. <laughs> McManamaw said, first and foremost, never let your computer crash during a podcast. <laughs> Quit listening to the damn cat songs and learn how to code. <laughs> McManamaw is such a funny name. Oh, I know. I'm so happy he brought that into our lives. Me too, and it's so memorable. I think I I know a person with the last name McManamaw, and I was like, man, I'm so jealous. I should. It's it's pretty close to McNamara. I think you guys, your family should just steal it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll just change it. <laughs> I, 
I think that uh, while Brent's gone, this is a perfect time to promote your uh, Christmas album that just came out. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, it's called I Think I'm Starting to Like Christmas. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's gotten it so far. It's been very nice. People have been getting it. Uh, it would be great if you got it this Friday because it's uh, what they call a Bandcamp Friday. So if you go to my Bandcamp, it's TommyMcNamara.Bandcamp.com. Uh, you can get it for five bucks and all the money goes to me on Bandcamp Friday. They don't take any percent. The other days they take... Uh, a small charge or whatever, but uh, if you buy it this Friday, it all goes to me, and I would really appreciate it because uh, I bankrupted myself on this thing, as I said on the Patreon. So, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out. We've had uh, we put out one music video last week uh, that I was really happy with, and we're gonna have more music videos coming. Uh, but it's been very great. I'm very uh, happy with the response. Hell yeah! I'm glad to hear it. It uh, it's so good, and uh, yeah. So I didn't know that Bandcamp thing. That's good to know. Yeah, it's not every Friday, but it's certain Fridays, and this December 4th is going to be one, so definitely check it out then. Hell yeah. And we, uh, perfect timing. Uh, Brent is back. He missed the commercial, uh, which is perfect. Uh, are you connected? Are you good? Yeah, all good. I had a computer problem, and by that I mean it died because I didn't have it plugged in. <laughs> that, is, that was rule one in Megan. Yeah. Class. Is it plug it in. Is it plugged in? Sorry, guys. Sorry, listener. <laughs> Hey, why'd you say listener singular? Because well, I, uh, I, I looked at the numbers. <laughs> Look, we don't went to, know, just because we have one download a week doesn't mean that that person isn't listening to the show with thousands of people in an arena. Uh, he we don't he takes that. that one download and puts it on everybody's iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> uh we did just hear uh what was it uh, no no line, line on the horizon horizon which i had, i was just telling tommy uh in your absence I'd, I'd never heard and i i really enjoyed it i liked that song it's uh that's also the am i wrong that's also the name of the album yes mm-hmm. yes uh yeah i enjoyed that i never listened to that and uh it was a cool i liked bono's voice in it he had fun he sounded like one of those dogs on tiktok i liked it <laughs> one of the uh, they got producers in the studio being like, Bono, give me them tip TikTok dogs, not the jingle cats. Give me the TikTok hounds. I do. Uh, this is probably the the one that I'm uh, less familiar with, but I do like this album. I remember there's. I've tried to find it online, but there was a performance of S of U um, two on SNL. And I just thought it was funny that like Bono like calls in the they're they're playing and Bono like waves in the the camera and then he grabs it and he headbutts the fucking camera <laughs> like that's on a crane or whatever. And I've just tried to find that, but I can't find that performance anywhere. But I think the song really uh, showcases as all of them do about like like the edge. He plays guitar like strumming, but there's so many effects that this dude uses that like you I'm not a musician so I can't tell you but I know he's got pedals and stuff that he he uses but it's not like traditional like strumming a guitar which I like but it's you know you don't hear that sound often I think hell yeah yeah they do really cool stuff sonically and they work a lot with Brian Eno and it seems like the albums they do with Eno are always their most successful I feel like that's a good partnership between especially with the edge and the stuff he likes to do sonically with him um, this one I was reading this album, they started with Rick Rubin and then they kind of abandoned him and went to Eno, went back to Eno. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Rubin's pissed, but Ruben, you get out of here. It's <laughs> no time. Um 
yeah, Eno, obviously, we've talked about it on the show before. Also, Coldplay stuff. Coldplay picked yeah. him up when they started to do lean into more of an arena sound. And uh, I like some of that. I like some of that stuff a lot. It's not my favorite uh, stuff all the time, but I, I like a lot of it. Uh, let's hear another song. We have City of Blinding Lights. City of Blinding Lights. Uh, they wrote this while touring after the September 11th terrorist attacks on America. The band played in New York a few days after, and uh, Bono remembered seeing a bunch of blinding lights after they performed Where the Streets Have No Name. The line, oh, you look so beautiful tonight, is about Bono looking at all the people. Uh, and I think it was in bad taste. He was like, why are these lights so bright? You <laughs> <laughs> me. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> His glaucoma ass gets blinded by everything. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's about a, a town in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did I chose this song, but then I I meant to choose one called "All Because of You" because of the video um, where they were like on the back of a flatbed truck driving, I think, through New York, where it was like one of those gorilla. Oh, you two's gonna do a show and wreak havoc and make everybody late for things, and they'll film a video. And that, so I was looking up that video and I realized it was the wrong one. But this album, again, top to bottom, I don't. I got it in high school when I was just starting to drive, mm-hmm. and it's one of those where I was like, I know, like I know, I did certain activities to this album, not like just like driving around with friends and stuff. No, not friends. That's let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sophomore listening to you too, but uh, <laughs> I re- I remember like 
when I was in high school, how I got all my music was I would go to the library website and you could have them send stuff to your high school. What? Yeah, like you that's how I listened to all stand up when I was a kid is you could you just type in on the database stand up comedy or whatever and then wow. I would literally just get that's every album easy. and they would send it. So that's how I listened to so much stand up, but then also I wouldn't turn stuff back in, so I would like be turned into a collections agency several times because of that. How much money did you end up having to pay? Do you remember? Probably it was probably it? less than 200 um but you know that's a lot for a kid in high school but also what i was getting was album upon album of you know and i would rip it to my computer so i would have you know probably hundreds of uh, gigs of music and comedy i did a similar thing but i never i didn't know that you could request things to your library that's sick i just would go and check out that's how i got a lot of my music when i first got an ipod was i went to the library and brought everything home and downloaded it to my stuff but i also i just forgot to take a lot of stuff back and i i was a messy kid so i would just lose things in my up in my room and i remember it really stressed me out to the point where i just stopped going to the library because i was like i don't want him to see me i might get like tackled by feds or something it really there he is <laughs> get him <laughs> out so much and then one day i had to go for something and i went and they were like hey you have some late fees you got to pay before you can get anything. And I was like, oh, how much are we talking? And it was $3. <laughs> I do remember specifically one time cleaning up my room. This was like when I was in college, uh, cleaning up my room at my mom's house. And I found like a Kanye West. It, got, it had to be like college dropout or something. And it's obvious. This is like five years after it should have been back. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm a piece of shit because now other people can't get that album at the library. <laughs> that is a bummer. That's a, that's a good one to be able to have. But you know what? But it was mine. It was yours. Nobody else got it. You paid, you, paid the price. <laughs> you paid that library. You kept the lights on in that library for a while. That's right. Um, that You're welcome, people. <laughs> you people. And I do mean you people, by the way. Yeah, that's right. You librarians. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think uh what they don't realize is what you don't realize is these librarians they want you to forget to take stuff back because that's how they get their nut that's how they get their, <laughs> that's how they make their sweet cash they they go hey just return it whatever you know but really there's a due date and you you're the one who has to pay i'll um, pay your salary librarian <laughs> <laughs> uh all right let's hear uh the last song on this playlist which is summer of love
2017's Summer of Love. They still got it. They that was the follow-up to Songs of Innocence. Songs of song. Experience. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Edge explained to Rolling Stone. There was a lot that went into uh, into that. Oh, wait. But yeah. Uh, it's about the Syrian Civil War. Um but uh, there was a lot that went into that. But one of the jumping off points was a CNN story about the gardener of Aleppo. It's about this guy who ran a garden in Aleppo that he kept going through uh, to the through the entire war. It was a political statement to the entire world that he kept his, this garden going. He was this deeply philosophical character. And to him, it was an act of defiance to grow flowers in the middle of Aleppo. He actually wound up getting killed in an air raid. So it was a very sad ending. But Bono was really inspired by his defiance when... Uh, uh, when we're looking at that song, we decided that that should be the focus geographically. Um, the vo- the song features backing vocals by Lady Gaga and Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Um, yeah, and they, he said that we wanted to re- uh, write a romantic song with really dark clouds overhead. I think they pulled it off. I think that it's. Uh, I like that song. I, I that's another one. I don't remember hearing that before. Somehow that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, as far as I know, I don't think it's a single. It's just from listening to the album. And that's one where it's also like, if you didn't read that stuff, Tom, which I, I read I read an interview previously where it was like, if you didn't know that stuff, like the dark, you know, yeah. the guy dies, you're like, oh man, this is like a, this cool love song, you know? But then you read it and you're like, oh, okay. I, it, you know, it's not as, uh, you know, love oriented anymore. It's more <laughs> political, you know? That's uh, Summer Lovin' from Greece. It's also about the Syrian war. Uh, not a lot of people know that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that. I did not know the background before uh, before reading that. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, another recent U2 thing that I forgot about until this very moment is that they were part of uh, the Kendrick Lamar album. Uh, the song uh, XXX or Triple X, however you want to say it. I remember being like, oh, what the hell? U2 is on this Kendrick album. And uh, I like the song a lot. I remember immediately being a little bit uh, thrown off that U2 was suddenly part of it and originally not liking that. Uh, it just didn't feel like it It coalesced the way that they wanted it to. But then the more I listen to that song, the more I do like his part, Bono's voice in it. So... Who knows? But it's interesting that they've stayed somehow at least somewhat relevant for so long. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, very impressive. Can I play uh, something, Tom? Play it, please. It's, uh, I don't, I think this is the song. Have to stand up to themselves. Bless God so that's not the whole song, but that's, that's the song before that Kendrick is on the end and then it goes into that next one. So, you know, I, I, that's a, the song on the album that I don't like. And it's not because of Kendrick. It's just because it's like a rehash of a song from the previous album. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I th- it's it's always weird when it's like, oh, we're gonna have. I remember Metallica like did a song with Ja Rule, and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's we should be doing that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's well, Jay Z, uh, Jay Z did a song with Coldplay, and then uh, after Kanye did a song with Coldplay. And it's funny. It's it's always been funny to me that uh, Kanye says Coldplay when it was only Chris Martin. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was part of his song. I uh, like that he just calls him Coldplay. Hey, yo, Coldplay. <laughs> uh, but very similar vibe. Uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting mix. I do think I I like the Coldplay. I like the Chris Martin uh, collab with. Um, Maybe the one with Jay Z the most actually. It's pretty good, but uh, the off of uh, I want to say People of Vita, they did some stuff, but doesn't matter. I I do I don't mind the Kendrick and U two mashup, but at first I did not like it. I will say that um, I have to go listen to that song because I've not heard that one. I've only heard like the U two stuff with Kendrick. Well, the Kendrick part of the song I love. I, it's one of my favorite parts of the album, and then it goes into this U two sound that i'm like what the this is so different Mm -hmm. because it's a hard song this song is violent like it's it's pretty wild i I love it but it's uh then the (laughs) uh yeah it's uh it's it's him singing about america but uh one thing i i didn't i when you were talking about the collaboration you guys remember that song post 9 11 where was it was like uh, what's going on Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. that re- that redone version. I remember Bono was all over that thing. <laughs> I should have chosen that song because everybody's like blindfolded with American flags or something. I don't remember, <laughs> but one of those where it was like definitely a plate captured the place and time of yeah. you know two thousands. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we have uh, one more segment to get to before we before we close this thing down. Uh, we got to get to the to the listener thoughts on uh this band and uh as we've been doing lately uh we got to go to patreon first where if you're a patreon subscriber we guarantee that uh that uh we will read your comment oh and the first one that's about tommy's album and it was about how great it was Uh, to get on that um Adam, oh wait, this one, I can't tell if this is from, this is how I screwed up. Okay, yesterday is what I'm looking for. Cody Huey commented, uh, you can see, wait, during Neil Young's, he says you can see a Coke booger in Neil Young's nose during his performance. Is that from the other Patreon we did? This is hard to, it's hard. Oh, is he talking about, because we talked about the last waltz. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. (laughs) It's hard to, okay, this is people commenting on the last thing. Uh, David Wong wrote, I still can't get over the lyrics to Miracle Drug. Freedom has a scent like the top of a newborn baby's head. Is that U2 related? Is Mir- that, that's a song off uh, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. That's definitely okay. a lyric that they sing. <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, okay, Anthony Tiberio writes, What on flat earth is that Uno Dos Trace Catorce? <laughs> One, two, three, fourteen. Sounds like he... Those liberals counted Sleepy Joe's votes. <laughs> those liberals counted Sleepy Joe's votes. That's a great. That's a great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I messed up because I post. I both uh, posted um, the uh, question about the uh, 
the people uh, like the guests for uh, the live the live show and this uh, this thing yesterday. So I overloaded people. Um, let's uh, let's go to Facebook though. I didn't post on Twitter this time because uh, I, I have two on Twitter that can. Do oh hell yeah, you Facebook. did. Okay. Uh, we 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 just got two comments. But uh, Casey Jean said uh, I love Vertigo and I'm not ashamed. Also, Magnificent is pretty great. And then past guest, Connor Sullivan, wrote, uh, there's a great album to be made from the 10 songs that work on No Line in the Horizon and Songs of Innocence, but the singles must be erased from time. <laughs> uh, Jake Lentz on Facebook writes, I worked at an Apple store when Apple put that U2 album on everyone's iTunes accounts. People were so mad about it. One customer was livid because she, and I quote, is a devout Christian and only listens to Christian music. <laughs> Couldn't believe an album with a bunch of shirtless gay men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she thought they were gay. Ended up on her iPhone. That cover is a, a guy hugging what appears to be a younger man, which I think is supposed to symbolize the guy hugging himself as a younger person. But also, if you knew anything about Bono, he's a devout Catholic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just apparently not her brand of Christianity. <laughs> uh, Alex Schubert writes, is this episode going to end up on everyone's phones, whether they want it or not? <laughs> tubes. Um, let's see. Robbie Goodwin writes, all that you can't leave behind is good. How to dismantle an atomic bomb is half good. No line on the horizon. Very boring. Songs of innocence. Good songs of experience. Bad. All right. Quick and dirty. Um, yeah, this is more stuff about the album on the phones. Ashley Hamilton writes songs of innocence was one of the most misunderstood moments in modern history. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. All right. Bold statement. (laughs) With no follow up. No no explanation. (laughs) No reference. Uh, Liz Webb writes how to dismantle an atomic bomb is basically the soundtrack to my earliest memories as well as one of my favorite albums. Now they did a nosedive after that though. All right. Um, Tyler Snodgrass says, I think they sound fine, but I think they're also consistently so boring, especially for a band that sells out stadiums, a contender for most overrated band ever. Damn, Tyler. He also says at the Apple store, once a man angrily demanded that I help him remove the gay porn that Apple had downloaded on his phone against his will. (laughs) That's a theme. I explained there was no way Apple downloaded gay porn onto his phone. And he said, well, explain this and showed me the screen with YouTube's. Songs of Innocence album cover. Uh, I love that guy going, we'll explain this. <laughs> he just shows gay porn. He looked up. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I also like that he thought the gay porn went to the music part of his phone. Like, <laughs> this is gay porn soundtrack. <laughs> hey, I like this music, but get this gay porn off here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex Vasella says the Spider-Man musical is a fever dream. Um, I totally forgot about that. Oh I man, did too. I did too. Didn't like uh, a whole turn bunch off the people, dark. Yeah, I think it was turn off the dark. But didn't a whole bunch of people just keep getting hurt because they were swinging? Yes. Yeah. From the yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Billy Orm says, I love stuck in a moment. You can't get out of. All right. Me too, Billy. And, uh, Adam Quaslow says, gotta be the lamest guy to ever insist on being called edge. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Uh, that's great. Uh, I also, this is the last one. John Marjalewski, uh, just shared a tweet of Chris Condren's, uh, that says 
Hey, thanks for you too. Hey, no. Hey, that free you two album's pretty good. Thanks, you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, after everybody was so angry. And Chris Cladis says I like the Kendrick song. All right, me too. Um that I think that's all of them, which brings us uh to the last thing to do, which is Brent, you get a final moment. You get the floor to tell us uh your final thoughts on post 2000s U2. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, obviously they were one, one of the bands that I chose. So I do, I do like them. And I, I think the hate that they get is warranted. It's like, you're not wrong that they're pretentious and they, you know, nothing that I haven't covered on the podcast already, but I do also, I just think the music is good and it's not like typical, like rock and roll per se, but it's like, you could put it on. It's like what I said about, you know, you guys are on the roof. Like it's not a party starter, but it's yes. like kind of like I don't know what you call it, like dad rock, like you, you like clean the deck to you two or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a good band, and I uh, I don't know. It, I'm interested to see if they put out anything new. It's also at a certain point I don't know if they've been around for like 30 years. How much more do you have to say? But apparently, mm-hmm. we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So this is the part where we rate the playlist. We have six songs, so we rate it out of six. Uh, I didn't tell you we were going to do this, but we we do do it on each uh, episode. I've been I, ambushed. I don't like this feeling. <laughs> You've been ambushed. I will say, <laughs> like you, I think you you uh, summed it up perfectly, which is that it's. I really like YouTube's music. I do also find them uh, to be a bit boring, but all like they they just do what they do well. Um, I don't like. I said I don't go back and listen to them. And I, I probably still won't. Although I, I might listen to a couple of these later. I think I'm gonna go with a, a nice, uh, comforting 3.75 out of six because <laughs> it's right down the line, and uh, I, I enjoyed a lot of this. I, I don't listening to Vertigo again. I didn't hate it like I used to when it first came out. I remember being like, I hate that exa- exactly what that guy said about the Uno those trades. There was something about it. <laughs> I found so cringy and it, I think because it was shoved down our throats on the commercials and stuff, I just wasn't into it, but listening to it now, it didn't bother me that much. And I, I just, I do like Bono's voice. I do like their sound. So, uh, some of the songs, you know, didn't fully appear me, but I didn't know a lot of these songs and I liked songs I didn't even know. So that's a really good sign. I, yeah, I think 3.75 out of six is, is what I'm going to stick with. Tommy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 4.5 out of 6. I love uh, you two. always have a spot in my heart. You know, being my first concert and everything and just being, yeah, something uh, I feel like was on a lot when I was younger. Um, and I really think that uh, that first album, the one from 2000, uh, it, it, I really love it. <laughs> it's just like, I know it's like a little corny, but it's just like, it'll always have a place in my heart. The only song I didn't like on the playlist was Raised by Wolves. It, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But and I I love the gay pornography on the cover. But other than that, <laughs> it just didn't uh, do it. But I think four point five. I think it was a great playlist and uh, very fun to talk about. That was the only reason I marked it down. Was that gay <laughs> porno? Um, Brent, you also get to rate it out of six. We don't like. To, we don't want to exclude you. Yeah, I mean, I think the my least favorite of out of out of all those was No Line on the Horizon, and that maybe I chose that because it was. I think that was a single. So if people do know that it's a little accessible or more accessible. Um, yeah. I think it, you know, I, I'm going to do a six out of six. Cause I like the songs. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah, good. It always kind of makes me sad when the person gives their own playlist less than six, but it does happen <laughs> quite often. Uh, Is it? Here's stuff that I hate. <laughs> me, oh, I accidentally gave you a bunch of songs I hate too. They like they're just embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, actually, this sucks. Um, Brent, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to promote? Yeah, I'm on uh, Parlor. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> check me out on Parlor. Uh, I do a podcast every week with uh, Ryan Neemiller. You'd probably oh, know him yeah. from America's Got Talent and another guy named Johnny LaQuasto, who was an announcer for WWE. So that's called uh, the Cafeteria Pod. So I think uh, December 19th, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're going to do a watch along of uh, Christmas Vacation. Nice. On, oh, yeah. uh, on Live and in living color, not live. It'll you could watch the stream with us. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's called the Cafeteria Podcast. Hell yeah! All right, check out the Cafeteria Podcast. What a crew! And uh, yeah, this is coming out tomorrow. Uh, by the way, yeah, get Tommy's album. Uh, go ahead and yeah, tell people where they can find it. One yeah, more. yeah, just go to yeah, TommyMcNamara.bandcamp.com. Check it out. Uh, buy it on Friday. It's Bandcamp Friday, so I get all the money, and <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, maybe. Uh, also, uh, check out, it's, the uh, this, uh, I got two weeks left on my comedy central podcast. They abruptly ended it. Uh, it's not abruptly. It was, uh, the contract was up and they're good guys, but, uh, yeah. So we got two more episodes of that and get on that Patreon. Now that I don't have that other podcast, <laughs> I desperately need you guys to get on the Patreon. Uh, and we will be doing that live stream, uh, battle of the bands coming up and, uh, yeah, we're just doing bonus episodes on that every week. So, so get on them. And check out our buddy Bobby Condon just put out an album as well. Yes. Yeah. Greatest hits. He's one of the funniest people. You've heard him on this very show. And if you're on the Patreon, you've heard him on there. And uh, we love him. And uh, he just put it out today. So so get on that. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep it crispy. Bye. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.